Yo, Ben. Yo, what it is. What are we recording on today? Tell everybody. Time. Timing. Timing. Life. Phases. Phases. Sometimes doing Sometimes stuff you don't like to get to where stuff. you want to be. Sorry, I was just repeating everything. I know. I, I caught on to that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So today we talked about time. Um, ben texted me timing and then wanted to just talk about time. So Subset we talked about both. Um, but yeah, interesting conversation, you know, it kind of follows on from some of the things we've talked about before, whether it be phases in life or, um, you know, just a few weeks ago we talked about the, uh, are you where you're supposed to be? And this kind of followed on from that a little bit. Yeah, it does. But hope you enjoy it. Take some time out of your day and listen to it. Episode 134, I believe. August 2nd. Boom. Boom. You ready? I don't know. Are you ready? We were born ready and we're already recording. So I know. Yeah. We're always already recording. If you think two and a half years in, I don't know that by now. Yeah. You like when I press record early. Welcome to mid-July. It feels like it's been July all the way since like the start of June. Yeah, there's ash falling from the sky so today. It's like, oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah when you go out there, you'll see it. Your, your car will be covered in it. My car is parked in a garage, so hopefully not. Mm. Yeah, it's blown everywhere. Like, there's literally ash just falling like snow. Dude, I, would drive, I, had, to, I had to drive through downtown earlier today. And it is it, downtown is crazy right now. In what way? Like, the amount of just random, n- not good stuff. I was just chatting with Jake earlier when we are already getting into political stuff. Like... The no longer able to enforce sit and lie, like no longer no longer able to chase people down unless they have probable cause, and probable cause is defined as little, right? witnessing the like crime being committed. Mm-hmm. Like Jake and I are talking, like so they can't actually chase down a bank robber that's running in a car because they're no longer allowed to chase. And they can have a bag and, of and they would have had to see. Yeah, but doesn't you're like, cause. oh my god! At what point do citizens start like taking some of this stuff in their hands? I was like, if I see a guy rolling away and the cop won't chase him down and i'm in my truck why can't i chase him down and push him off the road reckless endangerment that's why well arrest me yeah at some point the vigilante type stuff is going to come out here because it's getting a little ridiculous so i had a thought sorry i'm not going full crazy but no i had a thought last week to where i actually really enjoy the purge movies (laughs) and in my mind i'm going i think we're going in that direction and i think it'd be a good thing time time to trim the hair a little bit to trim the herd. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Yeah. But no, I think we, we've gone we've gone full crazy. The, the craziest thing I saw today, um, and <laughs> I am making zero apologies for this. <laughs> I'm going to state fact, and I'm going to give a little bit of opinion. But the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition this year, who do you think's on the front? Well, I don't know what that person's name is, but it's a trans person. It's a transgender woman. Yeah, which is absolute horseshit. That's that's literally the epitome of get woke, go broke, right? And look, I'm a red-blooded straight man. I have not recently, but I've owned that magazine. Quite enjoy it, right? And you want to take a magazine who's 99.999% of its readership is red-blooded straight men and put a biological man on the front. Why don't you just kiss goodbye to every subscription you might still have in a world, a publication world, where nobody's buying it anyway? Get woke, go broke. That's yeah. <laughs> like, the world has gone crazy. Well, and everybody thinks you need to align with these 
ideas of what's right and what's wrong i think too so it's like if that's what they want to do that's fine that's their own choice as their own you know free legal business but you got to realize that your subscribership might not identify mm -hmm. yeah. with that it might I'll not walk be cool somewhere with that. before i get on a delta flight ever again their ceo came out talking about racist voting laws and how racist it was to expect people to get an id and it's like uh do you know you need to show an id to get on an airplane you dipshit did you see the thing about trees? The racist trees? Oh, yeah, I sent that to you, I think. How, because there's more trees in, in non-rural areas, that's racist? It was like, wait, what? Yeah. That, and that was in the paper. It yeah, like an article. That like, clown <laughs> Sean Vestal wrote it. And I hope he listens to this, or I hope someone that likes him <laughs> listens to this. Tell him I said he's a clown. In fact, I would have him sit across from me here. I would love to have him on. If you want to have a political discussion, oh, that guy has never written a non-partisan piece in his life. Everything is so slanted. And somehow he still gets paid to write nonsense and pushes bullshit over and over and over again. Speaking of uh, alienated readers <laughs> or listeners. Even when I agree with the stuff he's written, there's never an alternative view. Yeah. Ever. That's just some. That's is he? He's in the opinions article, isn't he? Uh, no, he's a columnist. I think there are some opinions, but he writes. I got to imagine most of his stuff quote, is in unquote, the opinion. news stories as well. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the <laughs> other one at the Inlander who just... Oh. Down, boy. Down. I sound, Sorry, I, geez, sound, I got you going here. I sound so conservative when I talk about this stuff, and I'm like, I'm not even conservative. I just hate a lack so, of balance. Here, the, and, and sometimes I think it's we don't even realize it. My brother obviously grew up in Spokane. We grew up in an arts family. You, you know, people that are, that are in the world of arts are not usually seen as far right-leaning people, right? And I don't think my family would ever identify as you know we're staunch republicans or staunch liberals we would say we're kind of right in the middle but then man when you live somewhere else and you have right but he moved to santa barbara for a couple of years he's like oh my gosh i felt like a hick there you know living in santa barbara and you realize how conservative you are compared to people that have grown up in mm -hmm. other geographic areas other than, you know, Spokane, Washington. So it was interesting to hear that. I'm like, gosh, yeah, I've never, I mean, obviously never lived really anywhere else. So even my thoughts of, no, well, I'm balanced. Well, I'm balanced based upon my own knowledge of what that means. So I don't know. It's interesting. Balance yeah. is very much a non-balanced thing. <laughs> Just, I mean, you want to talk about empathy and sympathy and um, understanding and it's like you're not applying any of that you literally don't even want to hear what the other side has to say <laughs> never mind apply empathy so, so yeah. there we go that, end our of the topic podcast, for today right? yeah. <laughs> timing. our topic for today is time yeah and so uh, actually Travis and I were chatting I was like what should we record on today Travis and he actually initially said that we should record on uh, depression and rest but i said Stephen won't like that i actually would have talked about that i think that's important to talk about yeah but not in the ways that you were thinking it when we were talking we were talking about burnout which i think some of that would be interesting and, and good to talk about at some point and then we got on the topic of time because he was talking about rest and burnout and i was like what do you talk about time like we should talk about time and so the idea is and you said i timing. developed it a little bit you sent timing to me not time let me look. Yeah, I did say timing, but it's time. And so, 
Well, the application's different, so I'm prepared for timing. If you want to just talk about time, then we can just Well, talk they're about all the time. same. Yeah. Timing is a, is a subset of time, right? So the idea with time and timing, we'll, we'll, we'll lump those two together. And what I was saying is like empowering yourself to do it on your own time is kind of where I'm going with this, right? And society has ideas as to when things should be done from a timing perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about bucking that trend a little bit was kind of my thought with this. And different phases that we go through. We've talked about that before. Yeah. So it'll be a little continuation of, mm-hmm. of that discussion. Different phases, productive versus non-productive time, and how you get to determine what is productive time, even if it means doing absolutely nothing. And that's productive because that's rest. So those are some of the some of the rabbit holes I want to go down. All right. Well, when you said timing to me, I mean, my thing was that, I mean, life's all about timing, right? Good timing, bad timing, things you can't control, things mm-hmm. you can control. Um, and the first thing that came to mind for me was the four iterations of right place, right time, wrong place, wrong time, right place, wrong time, wrong place, right time. Like, I think those four things basically define everything that has happened to me good bad and indifferent in my entire life i firmly believe i've met the right people in terms of partners at the wrong time multiple times um i firmly believe i've met the wrong people at the right time multiple times i.e i've been ready for something they've been ready for something but they've just been the wrong person Mm -hmm. and you know, I think there's a reason, I think I've mentioned to you and some others offline that for some reason exes always find their way back to me and try and go back down the road, somewhere down the line, and invariably I won't do it. Because it took them too long to realize that their timing was off. So, yeah. Well, that might have been the wrong person. No, I think those were the right people at that time and they could have developed to always be the right person but they're not anymore because of their actions hmm. so yeah so they weren't the right person mm, that's one way to look at it yeah. I look at it as they were the right person had they made a different choice at certain junctures they were the right person so yeah it's just a, <laughs> I don't believe anybody's inherently bad I believe people make bad choices that's a, like that's a that's something we've been teaching with Weston. It's it's like are they a bad person or did they make a bad choice, Weston? They made a bad choice. Yeah. Right. And there are. I mean, I I think there are people that make a lot of bad choices, which kind of becomes innately ingrained in them. And then they become in their bad DNA, people, and yeah. they are a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certainly people out there that are bad people. And that's why I said inherently. Yeah. I don't think. I think. And this is this is actually an interesting discussion that we could have at some point. Um, I'll touch on it now because the conversation's led us there. But we often talk about equality. I promise this is not a political podcast if this is your first time listening. Um, but we often talk about equality <laughs> and what people lose sight of is they're taking the output, they're taking the equality of outcome over the equality of opportunity and choice, right? And... I've said this a million times. I'm not from the USA. You might be able to tell if this is your first time listening, the accent. Um, but I'm not from the USA. And I've been all over the world. I've been in lots of different countries. And there isn't a country that is more progressive in terms of egalitarianism than the USA. And people will argue that 
the Scandinavian countries might be there because they have implemented policies in favour of women, but they've seen the opposite results of what people expect. I don't know if you know that. So mm-hmm. um, they thought by levelling the playing field, they would see more women in STEM fields. So that's science, technology, yeah. engineering, mathematics. Mm-hmm. Um biological choice they've chosen to more women are staying at home now and not entering those fields even though they've got more opportunity so they leveled the opportunity the 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 equality of opportunity thinking that the equality of outcome would drastically change and it went the other way and Hmm. here there isn't a right that any man has that a woman doesn't you could argue at state level with abortion laws and stuff, but, I mean, that's getting really into the semantics. Yeah, the majority of things, at least. Yeah. Yeah, there's certainly some But things, you're I'm not sure. allowed to pay a woman less. You're not allowed to do, you know. So from an equality standpoint, if we're going to talk equality, it has to be based on the inputs and not the outputs. I know people would argue some of that, but, like, mm-hmm. there's people that are going to argue the women's pay thing, certainly, and they'll quote studies, and I've but seen But then the studies, you have to, you also... This is where I'm going with this, and I mentioned choice. Can you take a six-month sabbatical and expect to come back at the same place? And I'm not look. I yeah. can't carry a I can't carry a baby. So, you know, now you get paternity leave. So it's been normalised that if a man wants to take time off to be with his child, mm-hmm. he can. Most don't, right? In terms it might of take choice. a couple of weeks, but that's about and it. Yeah. If you're, again, if you're listening to this and you want to come at me, come at me, because I do have statistical data to, to, to back this up. Uh, I get a lot of my stuff from Jordan Peterson, by the way, who people hate for no reason. Um, but statistically, uh, men are... <laughs> you, you know there's always a reason when yeah. somebody says for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> no reason I can see, at least. Statistically, men are more willing to travel for jobs. Men are more willing to work longer hours for jobs. Men are more willing to um, work physical jobs, do more outside. Where are you going with this? Where I'm going with <laughs> this is that we, we led you led me down the path to equality through timing, and I'm just I don't understand the inability for people to zoom out and look at things from a from an up high standpoint and go, okay, yeah, that's why this this outcome isn't because someone was. <laughs> discriminated against this outcomes based on a series of decisions they've made based on where they started not necessarily that there's a a, a non-egalitarian problem oh look a squirrel mm-hmm. <laughs> steven's running off to chase the squirrel this is a an energy seltzer by the way I so see it that. might just be that i'm all i don't yeah i don't know why why you're Back to time and time, and you've got an entire. I wrote some stuff down. Yeah, I I wrote some stuff down. So you lead this. I'll just respond. Well, just the idea of time is really interesting. And what I was saying, and like Pop and I were talking a little about it, it's like as you grow older and as you have more demands in life and you have jobs and you're busy and you're traveling and doing stuff, like you have less free time. Right, so you realize the finiteness of time, and for some reason, when you have kids, the idea, like when they're little, you've heard like the adage, like the the days are long, the years are short. It's like that the concept of time, like and when you have kids, that is so real because you're in the middle of it, and you're like, oh my god, this is the longest day of my life. Can't this child? Can't we just get to nap time? And it's only really like a two hour stint until nap time, and you're about ready to bash your head through the wall, and. 
then you're like, oh my gosh, my kid's in driver's ed? Like, how did that happen? Your head or their head through the wall? All the above. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> and so, and we were just talking about this, right? How it's really interesting. And it can be kind of hard to sometimes be in the moment with time and realize the finiteness of it. It's like, because it really does go quickly, right? And how you utilize your time uh, is something I think we don't probably really talk about. And I'm not... I did a Google, right? And when I'm talking about utilizing your time, I Googled it. It's like, you know, time management or time utilization. And it was like 11 hacks for how to best utilize your time. Four hacks for getting up earlier in the morning. And like, I'm not talking about hacks and little ideas. I'm talking about like digging inside of yourself and figuring out how do I get the greatest ROI out of spending my time? Not necessarily what little hacks am I going to implement to be more efficient? I'm talking about how do I get the best ROI in Canal, which I thought was fun. Like we asked him like, Hey, what's your morning routine? He's like, well, I sleep in late. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Mm-hmm. Like you sleep until seven, seven thirty. Like, and I know this is something we've talked about before. It's like, everybody tells you, we got to get up early. You go to bed early and your early bird gets the worm. And he's the CEO of a company that uh, probably rolls in at nine o'clock. He stays up late mm-hmm. and he's spending his time from a work standpoint in a way that he wants to, which I love. I love when people are like, you know what? Buck the societal norms. Like, we're going to do it in the way that I feel the best. I want to go on the record and say that I don't tell people they have to wake up early or <laughs> go to bed early, right? When I said to you, wake up earlier or stay up later. You said wake up earlier. You but. were basically saying you didn't have enough hours in the day to do the things you wanted to do. So you'd prioritized your health. You knew you had to train or work out or do something physical. You knew you had to eat better. Well, one of those things requires extra time because you weren't going to do it after you went home at night. You weren't going to do it during happy hour. If you rely on doing it during lunch, you know things come up at work that you've always got an excuse. And literally what I was, the point I was making to you was, if you want a few extra hours, wake up a couple hours earlier than you are right now, and no one has the right, because that's not been part of your day to this point, no one has the right to demand that time. That's your time, you can protect that time. <clears throat> so I think there's two ways to look at it. There are the people that are like, they mandate, like you have to wake up early and you have to start at 6 a.m. if you're going to get it. And it's like, no, that's bullshit. Like you can totally you can start whenever you want. Like Kunal Chopra, who, and he doesn't sleep late. He says he slept till 7.30. For a lot of people, that's still earlier than they wake up, right? No, but that's earlier than most. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a much later than most CEOs. Yeah. <laughs> now, I also look at it from the perspective that you have to know when you're best, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a night owl. Well, that's the whole idea. It's like just embracing yeah. who you are, the concept of time, right? It's like it's like people are going to tell you, it's like you need to be here. And I told myself this. So like you need to be here by a certain age. You need to be married with kids by a certain age. I think there's a lot of people that feel that pressure, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you. Like, like, oh, I feel like I should have been married with kids by now. I, I know you are a pressure. weird norm. I know. You never <laughs> feel anything. Stephen lives in an utopian village. No, I feel, I feel things that don't feel that pressure specifically. But I think a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, I'm turning 30, and I don't have, I don't have, a, you know, I don't have a spouse. I don't have children. I don't have, like, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's not, your time is yours. You get to decide when that happens to some degree mm-hmm. and when you're ready because it's not about necessarily the age and more about, 
I'd say that readiness idea. Well, there's multiple factors there. There's maturity, there's readiness, there's... Maturity plays into readiness. You can be damaged from previous, you know. There's there's lots of factors that play in there. If you just want to purely talk about the relationship piece, I think there are a lot of people that are under pressure both from themselves and from family, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk to people all the time. It's a societal pressure. That, oh, mum and dad are desperate for grandkids and they're always on me about it and aunts and uncles and grandmas and I'm like you need to tell them to fuck off and not worry that they're your family like literally you need to have a discussion with them where you say this is unacceptable if this continues our relationship's going to change drastically you don't allow people to put that kind of pressure on you and I think a lot of people you want to talk about time a lot of people aren't willing to have those discussions around time and say if it happens it will if it doesn't it won't and you don't get to put constraints on my time and tell me that my body clock clock's ticking if you're female or that you're going to be an old dad if you're a dude and you know that stuff like so many people aren't willing to have those discussions well, around like, the time with their family and say you need to get the fuck off my thank back thank you captain obvious yes i am going to be an old dad yeah like what how does that change our conversation i remember like when lauren and i got married oh now you guys gotta start having kids and then it's like two years three years later we still didn't have kids and then we bought our first house you know and we're had, it had extra bedrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my gosh, now you got to fill up all these bedrooms. You know, you get, like, the, the nudges. And it wasn't always from our parents, just people in general. Like, oh, now you got to. It's like, now you got to. Now you got to. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, why? Why do I got to do anything? Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it on my time. <laughs> Guess what? You might not like my timing. And you yeah. know what? That is just fine. So... On on time and on timing, um, you know, the other thing I wanted, I mentioned knowing when you're best in the day. So this is about the time of the day, and it's weird because we always recorded in the afternoon for the most part. We've had some that we recorded in the morning. But this is about the start of my cognitive decline. Any time after 3 o'clock, I hit the wall. That's why I've got this little energy seltzer that I'm drinking. Because I wake up so early. But I also, from a problem-solving and just a cognitive standpoint, in the morning my discussions are better. They're better planned. They're better received. I can articulate things so much better in the mornings than I can in the evening. In the evening, oftentimes, when I go to the the bar or whatever, I don't have the capacity to have in-depth conversations anymore. Stephen's sitting there drooling on himself. Well, (laughs) I don't go full Stephen Hawking. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a joke. If you're offended by it, I don't care. Triggered. It's fine. Triggered. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't... I'm not, like, rocking back and forward or anything like that. I just know from a a problem-solving standpoint at this time of the day, if I sat down and tried to solve a work problem that wasn't an emergency, it's not going to get the attention that it would at the same time first thing in the morning. Hmm. So I make those adjustments, and that's one of the reasons I'm a, I wake up so early. It's one of the reasons that I build my time around what's best for me, and others can fit in with that or not fit in with that. So you want to talk about pressure when people try and get you to go out at eight o'clock at night on a Tuesday, and I'm like, I'm lit- I, my pants have been off for an hour. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going night night. Otherwise, I'm going to bed. Like I might take the dog out for one more pee, but she's going to the bottom of the stairs, and I'm standing here, and then she's coming right back up. Like I am not leaving the house. So, 
but yeah, I get a lot of peer pressure like that. I also get a lot of peer pressure from people to drink because they're having a drink. I've never been a big fan of day drinking. It's just not my thing. And from a timing standpoint, I feel like there's a time and a place to to drink. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's becoming less and less for me where a lot of people do it at home. You talked about watching a movie and drinking Mm -hmm. a gin and I'm like, I could never. That's just not my thing. Yeah. Like drinking pizza and gin. Out and about thing for me as opposed to at home thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody's different. Yeah, my legs are getting. Uh, yeah, this you're. We lost one of our cords, and now it's really long. And it's like wrapped around my foot. Yeah, we said we lost it. it literally I don't know where goes it's from at. here to over there. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. Someone took it. But, um, I mentioned at the very beginning the idea of productive versus unproductive time, right? And how a lot of the time you think you need to be busy and doing something that's you know, I'm doing air quotes here, productive. When productive could be doing like absolutely nothing and just sitting out in your backyard staring at the fence or the view or whatever, right? Like that could be productive. So I think removing some of the ideas of what productivity means in the traditional sense of the word and redefining productive to understand like what is it that I need right now in order to be productive. And what you need right now sometimes might not be to go for a run. It might be to just sit on the couch and close your eyes for 15 minutes or it might be to you know take your pants off at 7 p.m and watch tv or watch a documentary or do the dishes or whatever it is that you do at 7 p.m I put shorts on by the way okay i'm glad we clarified i'm not that. like deadpool running around with no pants on steven <laughs> <laughs> has got a long shirt on hopefully yeah <laughs> covers his hind end but but I just wanted to say that because I, I, I think productivity can mean stopping and doing nothing. And that can be very productive for the total end result. Another concept I've shared with you a ton of times is how protective I am of time because it's the only finite resource, right? We can't get more. We don't know if our time ends in an hour from now or in a hundred years from now based on what they're doing with science and people getting healthier, right? People are living just since the 50s, people are living 15 to 20 years longer than expected back then, right? So I look at it from the perspective that you don't get to waste my time unless I give you explicit permission to waste my time. Um, And by that, I mean time wasted doing things that you love is never really time wasted. Time wasted doing things that you dislike, things that cause you any kind of uh, anxiety or stress or you don't want to be doing that that's, yeah, or that's don't, a bad don't thing don't give to a greater point mm-hmm. yeah, or a greater thing yeah so you know often I think this is something again coming back to a relational thing that I've been chatting with a, a friend about trying to help him through some some marital woes um, right, well. he loves to play golf and wifey doesn't like him to play golf and when I asked him why she doesn't like him to play golf he said well she thinks it's a waste of time and it's a long time and and I had a discussion with him around look what does she do that you think is just silly and he's like well she she has a garden she loves to do plants and all that stuff and I said okay are you still interested in it he's like yeah and I was like so you're interested and by the way I should be a marriage counselor even though I've never been married um (coughs) I said, you're interested in her. 
you're interested in her well-being and her interest because you care about her, therefore you care about what she's interested in, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, so you're interested in golf. I said, the, the basic expectation from you is that you get that same back from her. The things you're interested in and care about, she doesn't need to understand them. She doesn't need to like them. But she has to know that that's your release and that the things that she does, and there was like a bunch, there was like four or five different things, and he talks about the weekend where she's spending eight, nine, ten hours doing things for herself. They have no kids yet. Um, and it's like as long as you're making time for her as well and her making time for you, you going to play in golf shouldn't be an issue. So you guys mm-hmm. have got some things to address, but her lack of giving you that time and saying, hey, look, I have zero interest in golf. I'm never mm-hmm. going to come and golf with you. But I'll know, I love that you love it. Therefore, I'm interested in you and your pursuit of golf and the things that you like. And just, I think, I think the other thing is she's got a nine to five and gets jealous when he goes and plays on like a Friday yeah. morning with <laughs> people and he's networking. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that shouldn't be a thing. That's literally work. I know it doesn't sound like it, but... Well, that's part of sales. I have, sales I have signed a lot of deals from playing golf with people, and he does too. So what you do during your work day to bring home the nice chunk of change that you do versus her paltry ch- chunk of change in, 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 ex- in comparison, she, she does okay, but not in comparison to him. It's like, would she rather that you didn't do that and brought home less? So there's multiple factors here. And I told him, I was like, don't go and attack her over this have a discussion and ask have you thought about it from the perspective that you do x y and z and i love that you do those things and i support those things and i would just like that and in, in return from you so but that's the thing about time you talk about um protecting time to do things you love whether that be with a spouse or not mm-hmm. you can it can be with a spouse if they share those interests yeah but you also have to carve out time away from them. Well, I think you see some couples who there's like a codependency type thing, right? Where, like Laura and I have talked about this before, where it's like I am a social being. Like I like to go out with people. I want to go to dinner with friends. I want like if I could just be at the neighbor's house having a drink, like I could be with people probably almost every day. Like let's go do a breakfast and then we'll go do a lunch. We'll do a happy hour and we'll do a dinner. And I'll just be with people for every meal and work in between type thing like would be awesome to me uh i love people lauren would be burnt out like nobody's business if we did that <laughs> whereas my bucket would be probably terribly full overfloweth so like we've come to a thing where she's like you know what like i don't need to go on everything that you want to go on you know if you want to go out with to dinner with steven like go out to dinner with steven or if you and travis want to go ride mountain bikes and go grab a beer go do that does that mean we can go to vegas no <laughs> <laughs> not that anymore <laughs> and then God, I feel like puking in a garbage bucket on the strip but um, but she lets me do it right because she knows that that's how I and she likes to be down in her craft room like doing crafts and like working with her hands and whatever the heck she wants to do down there crochet I mean, that's the one thing she doesn't do I guess she reminds me of but like sew a quilt fine go down and sew a quilt do what you enjoy you enjoy and then we'll go for a walk or have a drink on the deck or watch a show together later or do whatever clean up the house whatever it doesn't really matter i think in the relationship necessarily 
what you're doing as long as you're spending time and having productive conversation when you're together right I and mean, we could just be going for a walk we could be doing the dishes and talking it's like you just got to be intentional with the time that you do have together to be able to share in life still and then go and do the things that fill your bucket if they are not things that you do together mm-hmm. so be it fine that's yeah. it yeah and i mean just as you're talking i'm thinking how can how can we succinctly break that down for people to where it's repeatable and replicable right well and i would say you time me time us time and be confident enough to be in the you time yeah because i think a lot of people aren't comfortable being alone with themselves in their own time right yeah and and that can be really hard because maybe you're used to being entertained maybe you're dependent on somebody else yeah you know for whatever it is that you need but not how it works is that you can't just be like, I'm never going to your mother's house. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that probably isn't going to work. <laughs> the never statements. Yeah. Or, you know, what's funny is when we're talking about, like, arbitrary, societally dictated timelines is something I wrote down. And then I wrote underneath Say that. Say that three times fast. Arbitrarily, society, <laughs> society dictated timelines. Arbitrarily, decided to tell you the timelines. Now just say it one time slowly and let me process that again. Arbitrary. Societally dictated timelines. I can hardly say it slow, okay. right? And then below that, the uh, it is the I should statements. Okay, so it's like the what ifs game, but you play the I should game, mm-hmm. right? How and sometimes, yeah, maybe you quote unquote should do that, but maybe you shouldn't. Like you've just made yourself a steak, and you're like, I should wash that, those dishes. Yeah, but you're like, I don't wanna. And you know what? I'm really enjoying sitting here hanging out yeah. with my buddy or my wife or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And you, I think it's like the idea uh, – I'm going to totally butcher this. It's, remember when Jesus – remember Jesus, your good old buddy? I wasn't around then. I'm not that old. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the <laughs> – The two sisters. You know where I'm getting at here? Nope. Okay. Two sisters. Jesus comes and visits. One of them sits down, spends time with Jesus, chit-chatting. What's up, Jesus? You're my homeboy. They're hanging up in a good time. The other sister is in the back getting food prepared, making everything washing for Jesus. Washing his feet and all that stuff. Yeah, right? washing his yeah. feet. Yeah, getting the toe jam out. Yeah. That's, I don't think she actually did wash his feet in this example. No, that was a thing back then. It was. I know. Came in your house. I know. But so she was always waiting. And then she went to Jesus and she's like complained about her other sister who's just sitting there and not helping her, right? Mm-hmm. When he's like, that stuff can wait. Like, what does it matter? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. And then, so the other sister was the one spending the time in the manner that was actually getting the most joy out of it. And the other sister was freaking out because her sister wasn't helping her cook dinner for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like, he didn't care about that. Yeah. Come and sit down, be in community. See, those kinds of parables are the ones that truly make me believe that so many people take I'm going off on a tangent here. Oh, jeez. We've talked politics, now we're going to talk religion. <laughs> um, the practical applications of the things that you can learn from Scripture, and like that parable in particular, right? It's like things can wait. Focus on what's important. Yeah. Spend time with the people you care about, the people you love, right? So that's my takeaway from that. My takeaway from that isn't that Jesus was performing miracles and doing all these crazy things that he that is also talked about it's just that he was a teacher right mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that he was anything else it doesn't matter that what you believe whether it was 
I guess where I'm going with it is everybody wants these literal applications like, oh, so he walked on water, did he? He turned water into wine, did he? He did, well, so he's just a magician. And it's like, no, every parable in scripture has a moral. And I don't think everything that's in there actually happened. I think there's been embellishment and things lost in translation from Hebrew to all the different languages it's been written. But it's a great, great takeaway, right, from that story. It's literally spend time doing the things you want to do with the people you want to do it rather than focusing on things that in the grand scheme of things don't matter. Does it matter if the kitchen's clean? Does it matter if we wait an extra 30 minutes for dinner? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where I was going with it, I guess. It yeah. doesn't, yeah. And no, and that was the that was the point of me sharing the story too, is uh, sometimes the I should statements, you need to drop them. Mm-hmm. Take your fuck at all. Who cares? Have you ever, and I, you and I are blessed, we can do this. Have you ever woken up, looked at your schedule for work, had one thing and gone, that can wait, I'm going to reschedule it, and I'm taking a fucking day off? Uh, maybe that one day with you going out to the lake. Okay, I've, I'd do it. I'd do it maybe once every other month. I'm just like, I'm not working today. And it might be a Wednesday, it might be a Friday, it might be a Monday. Just like I need a need today, hmm. and nothing is so pressing that it trumps my mental health and the time that I need to get right. I mean, I'll do things where, like last week, I was like, "Man, I got nothing going on until the afternoon." Like, I'm going to bring my golf clubs, and in the lunch hour, I'm going to go and I'm going to swing and hit a bucket of balls. Like, I'll do things like that, but usually not the entire day. Speaking of that. That was a fun golf tournament we played in on Friday. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And yeah, the weather was pleasant. Between us all, we played pretty well. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to get out and swing the golf club a, f- a bit more and see if I can get any better. Now that you have real golf clubs? No, that my Wilsons are gone. Everybody's been going upset. My Wilsons, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try. We'll see how they... <laughs> <laughs> Travis still thinks I can beat you. Travis is full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved to. He never even said that. I just loved to poke the bear with you. No, he didn't play well the other day. Surprisingly, I he, thought he would carry the team. He he had some good shots, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. He didn't play as well actually as he normally would. I mean, he's a pretty good golfer. I told you, I'm gunning for him now. <laughs> I know you. You're, now <laughs> it's is, personal. <laughs> he is in my sights. <laughs> you're gonna get down to Florida with all the old people and start golfing a lot more every year damn round. Day. Already scoped out a country club and everything that doesn't cost what the country clubs here cost. Really? Yeah. What's a country club in Florida cost? I think it's like a $2,500 buy-in until you're like 44. So I've, I can do that. So the buy-in will be taken care of. And then it's like $350 a month unlimited golf year-round. Yeah. Yeah, year-round. That's the nice part. Yeah. Because here it's like 400 so you know, I'm, for a single. I mean, here I pay $50 per round, right? Yeah. Give or take. So... What's that? That's seven rounds. If I play seven rounds a month, which I will, I come out way ahead. Yeah, to play twice a week, you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just the convenience factor to some degree of the country club, you know, scheduling online, getting there, showing up, not talking to anybody, hitting away. Yep. Going and using the range. I mean, how many times you go to the range and pay, too? So, but talk about utilization time man we're talking about the country club of flexes well that's that that is a time thing right like you pay for the luxury of getting some of your time back i was thinking about it yesterday i went to pine acres 
a little little par three down the way to hit a bucket of balls, practice chipping and uh, putting a little bit, right? Because I'm because I'm coming for Steven, and so he's looking at me, just glaring now. And so we're at the range, right? And so I was thinking, I was like, man, with the country club, like you roll up, the balls are all just laid out. You don't have to deal with going. You just walk up. You don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> you can hit a bucket of hall balls. They have a bunch of balls laid out for practicing chipping, and then you can go home. Like, you don't even have to talk to anybody if you don't want to, mm-hmm. which is, in a way, kind of nice. Because it's just like you think about how often it's like, man, if it was that easy, like after work, you could go spend half an hour, 45 minutes at the range or just practicing. It was like, it, it just becomes like a time thing, I guess, to some degree. It's like, I could, yesterday I was telling Pop, like I see to some degree the country club effect now. Like, yeah, it's way. I mean, you're paying for something that you probably won't truly get the full value out of unless maybe you're in Florida and you can golf year round. Uh, but I also see the convenience side of it. I see. I see all the benefits. I just can't reconcile the cost because I don't have a wife and kids using the swimming pool and such like that. So for me, it's just golf. So when I look at what the two it's country really clubs here yeah. in Spokane cost and how much golf that can get me on the best municipal courses in the country. Well, well you could travel. I just you can't could go down. It. I mean, you could go <laughs> go somewhere and golf for the price of your monthly dues for the month that you can't golf. Yeah. I mean, Blues Ridge, yeah. Wayne Valley, Circling Raven. you got all these beautiful courses around here, and it's just like I don't want to just play one here. Yeah. But then when I was researching where I'm going – I'm like, okay, there's like two good courses. They're pretty spread out. I'll just join that one. Yeah. So um, I was thinking about something else from a professional standpoint, time, timing, all of it. Yeah. Um, And I think often people don't understand where they're at in their career and their development as a person, as a professional. And there's, there's two major flaws that I see. The first one being when people think they should be at a level that they shouldn't be at. So from yeah, a timing standpoint, earlier. they're not there. You're yeah. not there yet. You shouldn't be at the C-suite. You shouldn't be at a management level. You're exactly where you should be, right? And sometimes you have to have the self-awareness and the reflection, the ability to reflect and go, hmm, that's where I should be. That's where I am. That's where I'm going to be for a little while. And then there's the opposite of that to where people doubt themselves and the timing and the time where they're at and sometimes they're eight nine ten years or maybe a little less tenured and haven't progressed because for multiple reasons maybe it's uh maybe it's there's a lack of mobility for multiple reasons like uh um nepotism maybe it's there is no upward mobility it's a family business it's it's the people that are there got there just before you and they're not going anywhere anytime soon so sometimes you got to know when to fold them right it's like okay i got to move on i'm going to find an opportunity where there is upward mobility and don't just stay somewhere and waste your time with something that has no upward mobility if that's what you want some people are happy just doing the same job for 40 years i couldn't um <laughs> can you imagine doing the same thing for 40 years my dad did it um and I mean, his job was different every day, I guess. How long are you going to Harlem for? Um, I'm six years in, and I plan on being retired in nine years. Because you're four, how old are you? I'm 39. I'm in planning on retiring before I'm 50. Oh, okay. So, so you want to retire like at 49? Eh, 48, 49, yeah. <laughs> plan on being able to at 
44 or 45. Living that fire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's something on time and timing. Yeah, it Completely is Completely back to front. For me, how people plan retirement. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're going to work, 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 work until you're 59. And then you can retire now, right? Or maybe 65 or whatever yeah, your, your age yeah. is. And then start going and doing the things you've always wanted to do. Bollocks to that. Well, I think the whole idea that it's like you th- most people get two weeks of vacation a year. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, like I don't, I probably don't take two full weeks off at a time at any point. But it's like we're taking a week off next week to stay at the lake. I'm like, so that would be one of my two weeks, and that's it. I'm like what? And around the holidays, right? You add up like the days you take off around the holidays, and there's the other week. I don't know how people do it. So you're like, you get one actual vacation a year and then some holiday things. And you're like, oh, gosh, that I'm not going to lie. That sounds really terrible. I take a lot of long weekends mm-hmm. to travel, you know, yeah. like a Friday and come back Sunday or, or a Friday, yeah. Monday. And Next week, we're both going to town. I'm going to Florida. You're going to the, the lake. lake. Yeah. Following week, I'm going to Chicago. Um, Must be nice. I'm going to Vegas <laughs> for my birthday in September. But I'm the same. It's, I yeah. take time and it's a few days here and there. I never need to ask for PTO. And I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want anybody listening to this. But that that's a does choice. have a job that has PTO and such to, to think I'm looking down on that. I'm just saying it's not a model I ever could or would adopt. Um, and I think that companies, there, there's the other side of this is companies looking at that, expecting productivity from people when you're like, you get 14 days off a year. 14 days plus a couple of public holidays. You can get the 4th of July and Thanksgiving as well. Maybe Columbus Day. Maybe Memorial Day. And it's like, okay, so you expect me out of 365 days, what's the percentage of that? If we call it 20 days. um, 20 days? What are you talking about? That'd be four weeks off. I'm talking public holidays and stuff as well. So if it's 14 days, which is two weeks, right? And then a few public holidays. So if it's 20 days. Well, 14 days is like two and a half. It's working days, dude. Five days, like 10 days off, essentially. I mean, you're looking at, you You expect me to work 90, 94.6% of the entire year. And you probably did the 14 days versus like the 10 days. I did 20 days. Oh. So 20 days, if you get 20 days off, you're working 96 point or. 94.6% of the year mm-hmm. and you expect people to be at their optimal you expect them to be invested in your vision not their vision you expect them to do more for less and it's like that's why so many companies I think these days are adopting the hey PTO take as much as you need within reason right they're yeah. not saying hey show up once get your work done I don't care how much you take off otherwise but yeah and some jobs aren't like that some jobs will always be hourly right well, but you've some, still got to reward those people some jobs you got to be you, yeah. you got to be there like they need people to be there they got to plan ahead right one thing I do want to talk about before we kind of go into the end of this here is uh, well actually I guess there's two things I want to talk about one's going to be phases and then uh, the other was I talked about ROI on your time, right? And doing things that bring you the most joy. But sometimes the things that you do are for a greater good, right? Like, I don't think I would say I had fun with it. But the first five years of finance were really hard. And I definitely, there were times that I didn't enjoy. (laughs) And there were times that I wanted to quit and I felt like it was broken and I felt like it wasn't working. And sometimes that's still the case. 
but <laughs> you push through it, right? And it's like, and you invest that time hoping and praying that there's going to be a positive outcome down the road. And then there is, right? So sometimes you do sacrifice some time and joy initially. Oh, all my buddies are out at the bar and I could be out, but instead I'm at this networking event. Or instead I've got to work late and do a client meeting and get this financial plan done, right? It's like you do the things now that you are going to set you up for later. So time is kind of a monetary finite thing in a way where it's like you got to invest your time in a way that's either going to get you a good ROI on it later, meaning you have more of it because you've, you've lost some of it up front mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and realizing that, hey, it might not be fun and that's just part of it and you got to bust your ass to make it happen. And that takes time and it takes away from fun sometimes, you know, the fun of it, you know, just mm-hmm. goofing around and that's, that's part of the process. So I, I just don't want people to think that we are, you know, not going to just saying, oh, go do whatever you want. Like, do the things that bring you the most joy all the time. It's like, no, sometimes the things that bring you the most joy mean a lot of heartache and a lot of commitment to things that you don't enjoy doing mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. And the other part of that is phases, I think. And I'll let you speak here in a second. Because that is a phase. And there are phases for everything in life. Um, and to your point earlier about the relationships, and you know, sometimes you get, you're in a phase of immaturity, you get to a phase of maturity, and you realize that maybe the things that I had wanted back then are not the same things that I want now, and life changes, and that was a phase, and that was fine, and now you're in a new phase, and that's fine too. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We can expand on that. I like both of those things, and so just to touch on the phases, um, everything in life is cyclical, right? And I think often people give up right before they make it or they would have made it. And often people don't start because they're waiting for the right time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect uh, circumstances to start, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, if you're, it's like when you're hitting a golf shot and there's a wind and there's been wind all day. And you don't want to hit the ball until the wind dies down. And it's like, well, that wind might be gusting at 15 miles an hour for the next 10 minutes. Are you going to wait 10 minutes? Or do you just hit it? Do you mm. adjust and go with it, right? Um, what was the bit you talked about before phases? Because I did have a thought, but I, d- I didn't want to interrupt you. What was the before phases you talked about what? Uh, basically, putting in the time to things that you might not enjoy to get an outcome of things that are oh. meaningful later on. There was, there was two things I wanted to say on that. The first one being today was a prime example. You were texting me this morning. I was up to my knees in conference calls today. Like, I was back-to-back from 8 o'clock. And a couple other people also wanted things from me that weren't work-related. And and I texted you and I said, look, I am slammed until 1 p.m. I'll give this some thought then and I'll reach out to you after 1. And you were like, absolutely cool, right? But the other reaction, and I got this from someone, was... Well, why can't you do it now? Like, I know what you do for work. Like, you've always got flexibility. You've always got time. And it's like, no, I don't always have time. Like, there are days that are back to back to back. Yeah, I have a lot of flexibility. And some days I might have a two-hour window to be able to say, hey, yep, I'm going to focus on this thing that you need for your personal project to help you. But then there was two parts to that. I was like, well, this is my time. This is my work time that I schedule religiously. You don't get to tell me I have to drop what I'm doing to help you with something that really doesn't matter to me other than just I care about you and want to help you. That kind of thing. Like, And it was a today request. It wasn't something that's been on 
like was requested a long time ago it's like i'm going to get you this you don't get to monopolize my time and have me drop what i'm doing to get you what you want you'll get it when you get it kind of thing Mm -hmm. so those were the two thoughts i had when you were talking and yeah i love the phases thing because like i said everything's cyclical um and often we know where we're going and we know what the outcome's going to be but we don't know the path it's going to take to get to that outcome yeah you know it can be a smooth path or it can be a rocky path well i think a lot of the times things that we think are going to be a phase sometimes become a long phase right I mean, sometimes people you hear about their jobs. Well, I got into this just as you know a job to do during high school, sweeping the floors, and now I'm the CEO of the company. I didn't think I was going to move up in the ranks, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, this is a long phase. My tenure at this company, type thing, right? Or yeah, she was just a friend, and now we're married, been married for 50 years. It's like we thought it was just friendship. Yeah. Or I came here thinking this was my forever home, and now I got recruited away six months later. I think that's the fun thing about life, right? Is you always got to be open to opportunity because you never know where it's going to take you. And you never know how short the phase is that you're currently living in, too. I think sometimes people think that's going to be a long time. It's going to be a short time. And it's not. It's neither one of those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, that, I don't know. It's fun. Life is fun. But to that point, Stephen, uh, this podcast is going to be released on the 26th. No. Yeah. I think this is one will be. Is that a week from today? No. Yes. This will be released. We have on, one in the hopper. So this will be August 2nd. Yes. So I'm going to tell people what's happening in August, unless you don't want me to. Let's do that on the next podcast. That'll be the 9th. Let's do that. Okay, people, you better tune in on the 9th. <laughs> There's a little teaser. There's a little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> like how you do that? That's my evil laugh. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. But you get anything else you want to add on time and timing and timely matters? And um, No. I just said I wrote down a line that I do like, so I will share it. It's like live empowered according to your own timeline. So that's what I'll end it with. I like that. Um, since we're talking about time, did you know that theoretically time travel is possible? <laughs> yeah, you just go to Hawaii and we're three hours behind. <laughs> Everything's slower in Hawaii, Hawaii time, right? Yeah. Um, no, but I, I was reading an article over the weekend, coincidentally enough, before I knew we were going to be talking about time and timing, um, and theoretically time travel is possible, and this guy lays out how it could happen, um, but there's a lot of things that we can't do yet in order to make it happen, but theoretically, in theoretic physics, it can be done. <laughs> so I'm going to go and work on a flux capacitor later. Um <laughs> What was that? Cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> yeah, so you know what a flux capacitor is, right? Oh, heck yeah, but DeLorean yeah. baby, back to the future. There you go. So, all right, probably enough gibbering from us. Please like, rate, review, share. If you think it's garbage, turn it off. If you like it, share it with somebody. If you got something from it, someone else might too. Until the next, next time, time, be good, be good to, to yourselves. And to each other. You didn't say it with me. Boom. 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 <laughs>